So it's Saturday the 31st of October, this is Andrew Raggedy Man Watton Davis, I'm currently at Cambridge Central Library next to their cafe. I've just picked up some amazing coffee from there because I'm on my way to the Cambridge Comic Art Festival. It's going to be a gathering of artists and traders, it's going to be a couple of events going on and I'm going to be seeing what everything's getting okay, up so to. Talking, talking with Clover and what are you doing at this fine event? Uh, well, I go to conventions to sell my artwork, and um, today I brought my manga work and my prints, illustrator, but I also do ceramic in other conventions as well. Which, which conventions do you normally go to? Um, I go to um, MCM Comic Con, and it, it's all over the country in London, Birmingham, Glasgow, and I, th- I believe there's a new one in Liverpool next year. And then I also go to Japanese culture, so such as Hyper Japan, to sell my ceramic work. Yeah. Uh, so what, with, with all those events going on, what was it that yeah. brought you to this one? Uh, I, there, there used to be a CamCon uh, in yeah. Cambridge, and I've been there a couple of years, and it's been brilliant. I love the audience here. Customers are really nice. So, so that's why I keep an eye on convention in Cambridge, and I, I realised that they have a... So you're not from the area, but you decided no. to trek out to Cambridge oh, yeah, just yeah, to see I, what's going on? Yeah, I love Cambridge. Cool. Yeah, I, I, I'm from London, so it's quite handy for me just to come to Cambridge, yeah. Quite rare, quite rare from people to go from, from London to other places. Oh, I've, it's normally I've been... everyone going to London. Yeah, but what I found that is because London, obviously, the Comic-Cons has been, mm. been quite a few years and you know people are sort of getting used to the idea now, but in some other new upcoming area and I, I just feel like it's a very different vibe of, of the customer and really good feedback and just very different and fresh, yeah. I do travel... As up north as uh, Glasgow about a month ago from London, yeah. So I see you've got a couple of uh, comics. Yes. So give Me Your Hand. Give Me Your Hands is yeah. my original manga story about romantic story and I've got a story on the girl side and a story on the boy side from different perspective but they will have an ending together and I'm currently working on the ending. Yeah, just, you know... Working uh, it out. Yeah, working it out. Something about love and learning how to love. Nice. Yeah. Um, so you go to the Japanese um, culture events. Yeah. You also go to the comic events. Is there much difference in reception to your, your comic work between the two? I mean, uh, I, uh, well, uh, for normal comic convention, mm. people are more focusing on comic. Yeah. And for the culture show, because, I, because I'm allowed to bring my ceramic and I've displayed them, um, so I've got yeah, different, different audience and slightly different, but... People do appreciate a pop and traditional culture of Japan. Yeah. So are there any good um, pop culture events, Japanese pop culture events? Yeah, yeah. This is a leaflet. This is called Hype Japan, and it's twice a year. And the next one is coming up in about a month's time. And it's it's very great because it has both pop and traditional culture of Japanese and. And they have performance as well, and a lot of food and sake tasting, which I found it very interesting. They also have a bonsai store that regularly bankrupts me. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I do a bit of, not bonsai, but succulent plants. Mm. And my ceramic work is basically orientated with my plants yeah. and plant pot and miniature decorate plant decorations. Yeah. Yeah, I love them, absolutely. If someone wants to check out your artwork, do you have a website? Yes, I do. This is my website. It's cl- uh, www.clover uh, hyphen, is it called hyphen? Yeah, yeah hyphen lee, L E E dot com. Okay, thank you there very you much for your time. Thank you. So I'm here with Alex, who's from Line of Intent, which is a small independent publisher. Where are you based? Cambridge. You're based in Cambridge. Yes. When you say small, how small is small? Well, we've been operating since uh, about 1997. 
And originally I was based in like Taiwan, so I traveled a lot in Asia for about 10 years and I wrote books mainly about Chinese culture and Taoism and Buddhism and uh, traditional medicine and things like that and runs of about 500 books. So I was selling probably a um, thousand to two thousand a year, which was just kind of sustaining me in my travels. And then I settled in Cambridge about uh, five, six years ago and continued to produce a few books for friends who are experts in different traditional Asian fields. And then I gave these books to a major publisher, so it freed me up a little bit to think about other things. I met Chen Shi. Um, I'm a kind of lifelong fan of anime and manga, and I loved her style. She, at the time, she was only doing little, you know, little paper books, and I thought she needed a really good quality hardback book to express to the world you know, about her skill and her talent. Um, so we put our heads together. It took about seven months, and we released Dreams and Shadows. Um, in the summer of this year. So, with more and more um, of the ability to be able to, to get in touch with printers and uh, compile things at, ho- at home, basically, mm. on the internet, making mm. it so much easier to get rid, to get rid of the quote-unquote middleman, do you think mm. there's still a place for publishers in, you know, individuals with the publishing skills? Is there still... Is it still a position that's useful? Completely. And it was simple, there's many reasons why, but for example, uh, binding quality. So, so all of the um, print-on-demand um, systems, I know now it's moving ahead full steam, but even so, the binding, it's, there's no real comparison between a... I'm, I use a very good quality, a little bit expensive printer who does 50% of the books in WH Smith, so they're as good as you're going to get. Um, and their binding, as you can see, is, is top-notch. But if you was to do this print-on-demand, they tend to come to bits after a year or two. Um, so for, and there's many, many other reasons why. You know, you, for example, you look at the, the inside of the book, the front and end plates. This would be quite hard to do by home publishing at that quality and to ensure that it's not all, you know, it's good standard. So things like that, you, you can be more certain of the quality and the uh, durability of the books, which is a, quite a big factor if you're trying to establish a reputation. So it's, yeah. not just, it's not just the content in it, it's the actual physical commodity of the book is still... Important. Exactly, and as long as we've got paper books, which I hope we're always going to have them, then um, you know, I think this is important. I, I, I always go for quality over quantity anyway. A um, little bit more expensive, of course, but... You know, in the long run, you've got something that's going to hopefully be around in 100 years on someone's bookshelf. Whereas I'm not sure about the print-on-demand books, how long they're going to last all the time. So, so Although there's good factors for that as well. Yeah. Well, someone can yeah. just go and, yes. as it were, bash something out and get it which is printed, brilliant. which is great. Which is brilliant, yeah. So you're, the, the middleman is still useful because they have those, those skills, they have those knowledges, they have the contacts that you wouldn't necessarily have from just hunting around right. for, for home printing things. Is that fair to, fair to say? Yes, fair to say. And um, maybe also the promotional aspect and the contacts. Mm. You know, for the, the average guy who's, who's, say, printing a few hundred at a time and coming to these little festivals, he may be at a loss to find out what's the next step, what is the next big step from being in a festival to actually having your book out worldwide. So, for example, I have a very good relationship for several years with a, a major worldwide publisher, and I've given them um, three, three books, three of our books, um, not manga books, but they were martial art and traditional oriental culture books, which are now selling quite very, very well, actually, all over the world. 
Um, as the kind of agent, I just get a small fee for that. But for the authors themselves, they've gone from being with me, who I can only print a few hundred at a time, to thousands of sales a year. So even with the online networks, it's still individuals and their knowledge and their connections are still very powerful. I think so. I think so. Unless you really strike it lucky on social networking and you've got, you're one of these people with 50,000 followers. But not everybody can do that. You know, as far as I understand, that's, so that's some, difficult. So thinks they've got a product that you might be interested in, where, they, where can they contact you? Uh, they can contact me at uh, warriorguardsthemountain.com, warriorguardsthemountain.com, and that was also the name of my book that's um, been on sale for a few years through Singing Dragon Books. Um, so that's sold all over the world. And they can contact me, my email's on that website. They can contact me, and I'm very interested to start um, publishing more and more manga so we're at the <clears throat> we're at the Leash Comic Store, and we're talking to a punter who's come come to the event. And what brings Stuart to this wonderful event? Uh, well, I am a long-time comic reader and collector of thirty odd years, um, mm-hmm. and my wife discovered that uh, this was happening mm-hmm. uh, earlier on in the week, and so I thought I'd come along and have a look. Splendid. My daughter's had a look around. She's three, so she's uh, trying to indoctrinate her into comics, which is, uh, I think, a worthy a worthy goal. But yeah, no, just having a look around, seeing what's here. Um, Did your daughter take part in any of the, the demonstrations? Uh, we, we were, we've only just got here, to ah, be honest, okay. so no, she hasn't. She's, a, she's a little young for some of that stuff, but... Um, but she, she's getting more and more into things. She, uh, so we, we've got her a few comics that are kind of like age appropriate. Mm-hmm. And then when she gets a bit older, give is her a few mu- more. Is there much range for the age appropriate? Not really. I mean, things that I've got for her, are stuff that I know that's like Gronk, which is a webcomic, mm. which has come out. Um, and something that I think she'll enjoy in maybe, maybe when she's in a year or two, is something like Princess, which I think she'll really like. Um, but things like some of the Disney stuff, like the, the, the Scrooge McDuck and that kind of stuff, is, is appropriate. Um, but it's quite tricky, actually. And what's quite tricky as well is sometimes taking you into shops when there's some, not so much age-appropriate stuff, just on display. Mm. So it's kind of like ushering her past some things. <laughs> yes. You can't look at that. Although she has just discovered Harley Quinn, uh, who she is, is, is in love with as well. Well, so, so far, I've only shown her the pre-52 mm. costume. Which I, I, I'm more happy with than the yes. new 52. Yeah. Like I've got to say, I'm not a big fan of uh, the new 52 Harley. But um, but yeah, no, I'm just having a look around, taking advantage of this offer, just to pick yeah. up stuff that I haven't. Mm. I've either got like I haven't read Astro City for ages, so mm. I've just grabbed a bundle of them, pick up some of the Star Wars titles that I haven't read yet, and again, just have a look through and see if there's anything for her. Is, con- um, is conventioning something you do a lot, or is it just it was on the back door? I've been to a few. Yeah. Um, I've been to a couple down in London, uh, and I've been to one up in Leeds. Um, kind of time and money is always a bit mm. of an issue but something like this which is quite really local is nice you've got people who kind of like local like shops local to the area I mean I don't know where you guys are based Cambridge. but Cambridge oh right you yeah. are cool so you local to the area you've got some artists here which is nice and what I really like although we kind of, I think we've missed a lot of it is the fact there has been quite so much hands on stuff mm. that people can do which is really nice so someone with kids mm. if there were more small local events rather than the big like because a lot of emphasis in the convention scene is placed on the big three-day events with yeah, yeah, thousands yeah, yeah. of people. Yeah. Is a smaller, like, one-day or half-a-day yeah. gathering thing more yeah, in your life? Definitely. Um, something like, I mean, I, I love going to the big conventions, mm. but if I took Holly there, and my son Leo's one, but if I took Holly there, she'd be overwhelmed. There'd be too much, too mm. much, too much stuff. But something like this, low-key, 
Um, well, I mean, it's been quite well publicised, but actually, there's no pressure, there's no hassle. Mm. You can have a look, you can take your time. There's no one ushering you on. Um, it's nice. I like the fact that we can that we can have a look around, um, and that she's not and I'm not. There's no pressure to buy. There's no pressure to look, and there's just some unusual stuff. I mean, I'm not, I'm not the world's biggest manga fan, mm. but actually. Had a look at the stores around here, flicked through some stuff that's piqued my interest. So, so it's not being shoved in your face. You're more yeah. likely to go exactly. And have a look. Yeah, yeah. And, and getting to chat to creators as well. That's the biggie. People who made it. That's I love talking to people who've made it. That's what I really enjoy. That's Get, a real getting thing. to the story behind the yeah, story. Exactly. Yeah. Even if it's not necessarily something that I'm particularly into, actually, I love talking to people about how they do it. And if I like the person and their process and their work, I'm far more likely to give something a shot, even if it's something I wouldn't normally check out. Great stuff. Well, it definitely sounds like there's a hole in the market for it and definitely proves yeah. talking to people works. Yeah, definitely. Thank you very much. My pleasure. And because I'm contractually obliged, I now have to talk to Glenn. Oh. How have things been going since we last talked to you at the... Uh, it was the niche... It was the niche sketch fest. It was, it was. Well... Thankfully, the operation was a success and uh, the tail was removed, um, which was good. Yeah, I've, I've been quite busy. Um, a lot of print work, mainly. Um, I've got a comic book... I've got two comic book scripts, actually, which is amazing. Um, sure. Uh, just from aspiring writers. And one of them is a member, actually, of um, the hip-hop group Jurassic Park, which is good. You've got a uh, commission from a member of Jurassic Five. Yes, yes. Which is all right. Which is quite good. High um, five. <laughs> thank you, thank you, dear. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's, that's big and potentially very scary. So, um, giving away the secrets, how did you get that one? Um, I did some artwork for a DJ in Nottingham mm-hmm. who got me to draw Mark Seven as a kind of character, um, comic book character, and he liked the look of it. And then when I visited, when I went to see them at Brixton Academy, um, we had a quick chat, and then this year when I went back to see them again and stalk them um, he got me backstage and we was talking for quite some time and he sent through the first pages of the script so yeah it's, it's brilliant brilliant excellent stuff so, yeah. so if someone wants to break in you never know what job might need no, no it's always good to just to take any it can open doors for you it's brilliant it really is surprising how many people connected to who sometimes and you know I like working with hip hop artists so since uh, I was a hip hop DJ for a long time, so I, yeah, it's, it's come in handy in that respect for album artwork or promo stuff. It's great. Just want to say, speaking as an ex librarian, the idea of talking to people in a library somehow seems morally wrong, and I am deeply worried that I am going to get beat up by the librarians for this podcast, even though they've said I can. And I'm talking to Sean O'Brien. So, Sean, what worries this event? Just seeing the sign and saying a comic convention or you know, a comic art festival, that sort of got, got me straight away, really. Unfortunately, this is like my second uh, visit to this kind of place. My first one was like a few years back near the uh, Cineworld uh, one. The CamCon? Yes, the yep. CamCon. That was my first con I ever been, really. Personally, I really wanted to go to the big ones, but it's so hard to get to, really. What would you class as the big ones? Oh, well, the only big ones I keep hearing about is like in America, in, you know, how big it is in America and all right. Yeah, but huge. trying to find find it here and actually get to it. I really do hope there'll be one in Cambridge, bigger ones, really big ones. But, uh, you know, like the whole dress up, like everybody's dressed up mm. and there's something and all that. Yeah. But I really like 
like this, all these comics, all these pictures. I really am just like uh, an artist by nature. I love to draw, love to collect pictures. And I'm really amazed how many people are actually turning this stuff into little stories and books. I, I just love it, really. So is, it, is this inspiring, coming along and seeing people's art? Yeah, I'm, I wasn't really sure how many people are really actually getting their stuff onto paper or, or in this case, books, really. I'm just... I'm just amazed and never really know how to do it really myself. Even though I might have good ideas that might work, I just I'm just glad that people are, are get, getting their stuff down. Right? So having come along to this event and seen all the stuff, yeah. are you now going to make a comic? Oh, I'm definitely going to try and make something. Yeah, but I I'm, I'm just not sure it's going to be quite as decent as everybody else's really. And will you let me know once it's out? Oh yeah, honestly, I I have these bad timing trying to get to these places. I even found out about this like a few days ago. Hopefully, it wasn't like oh buy a ticket to get in thing. So, so you're normally seeing these things from just physical media around the place. Uh, yeah, so one time I was at a movie and then having a pizza with a friend, and then I just saw a Wookie walk by the window. <laughs> Seriously, a fully dressed, fully clothed Wookie just walked by, telling me he's like, oh I missed one of those again. <laughs> Seriously, I have absolutely bad timing about this. Are you, on, are you on Facebook or Twitter or stuff like that? I am. I just haven't put as much into it. I keep missing out. The only recent comment I put onto it is um, look, is a new pumpkin I carved with my own hands. It's quite good, actually. You just So there's still an audience out there for good old posters and flyers around Yeah, just places. the comments here and there. I just cool. see how my little brother's doing at my dad's place. I do have a Facebook. I'm also... in into deviant art I do these little contests on it uh, give me a theme I can do it I just try to do it before it time, time's yeah. up really that's, that's the thing but I really do enjoy art I just it's hard to actually get into an actual profession yeah. oh absolutely so what, what have you enjoyed the most at this event Oh, meet, actually meeting the people behind the de- desks and talk about their work I, I just ne- never realised how how much has been put into it, really. And I quite enjoy listening, talking about it, because it doesn't look so scary if you want to do your own thing, really. Throughout the day, uh, we have been fed and watered with extensive amounts of teas and coffees and lots of chocolatey-based things and biscuits and home-baked. If you do run an event... Um, I appreciate this isn't going to happen, but if you do run an event and you want to keep your traders happy, do this, do this lots, especially the chocolatey things. And um, yeah, what was it? It was the pecan, cherry, and raisin home bakes. I think those were definite. Do that lots, they're great. So, Emma, Vicelli, yeah. proud author, how has your day been? Proud artist. Been pretty well. No, author's fine. Comica, I feel, Comica. covers everything. Doer of comic things. Doer of comics. What comic things have you been doing at this event? Uh, this event, I have been talking about comics, like just generally about the the breadth of the industry and how you can't categorise it. I've been, uh, and then I had a, a very intense drawing session just now with a bunch of people who, who I think I might have arted to death. They were very quiet, and I'm hoping they were okay. But Tell it was us about this panel um, experience. So this was a sort of slightly because often events 
Cubs will run, and I mean, I'll run, like, you know, let's draw a character, let's draw a face. Um, but I wanted to offer something a bit more intermediate at this one, so it's like for advanced uh, drawers, so people who've already got a character. But it was about bringing that character to life using gesture and expression. Um, so, yeah, essentially, sometimes you see artwork that's technically perfect but isn't quite alive. And I'd, have yeah, I'd always rather see something that's a bit rough around the edges, but I feel more about it. Uh, so, yeah, it was about sort of trying to get people to loosen up, don't think about drawing, just think about expression and shape. So it was an intermediate level panel, but what level were the people who attended it at? Um, all sorts, actually, but they were all, all, all of them drew. I mean, that's the thing. It was, it was a weird one because everyone was just like, hopefully everyone was quiet because they were intensely focused. Um, so I didn't get a chance to see much people's stuff, actually. Uh, but a couple of the things I saw looking around at the paper looked cool. Um, and I know at least one of them is working on an eight-pager for Mangajiman. So nice. it's very cool. So hopefully that will have helped her. So as someone who comes along to a lot of these events and does a lot of panels, do you prefer the sit there and talky thing or the get up there and active thing? Oh, I prefer the active. Sitting there and talking, you always feel a little bit like, why do these people want to listen to me? I'm just saying very boring things. Um, but I was assured that I came across as very passionate and enthusiastic about the industry, which which I am, despite it all, Andy. Despite all the years you've been in it, you still <laughs> like still it. I still like it, yeah. yeah. Testament to tenacity yeah. and else. <laughs> so, active, do you have any other kind of panels that you want to do at these events? Because I know it's a lot of them people asking you, can you do this panel? Mm -hmm. like, on the interactive front, are there any panels you would want to do? I've people? actually been talking with Jessica Martin uh, a bit, who Jessica's fairly new to comics, although it doesn't feel like it now, maybe for the last year, but she's primarily an actress and she's currently she's doing Elf in the West End. Right. Um, and actually we had a massive conversation a couple of years ago because she's very much professional actress but loves comics and I'm professional comica but love theatre. Mm. And we were talking about how the two just sort of cross over and how they feed each other and a lot of today's gesture session was about uh, you know kind of thinking about our, our body posture and how we would I think I think there's a lot to be said for a session that brings actors and comicers together and getting actors to perhaps act something out looking at where the nuance of their expression is and being able to capture that on paper um, uh, but by the same token it teaches comicers a little bit of kind of uh, like things I was saying today was about the fact that giving breathing space in your script for expression a nuance of expression and that something like character breaks down and starts to cry you can't really do in one panel you no. need to see the, the stages um, and again that's something that would translate well using actors so I think there's, there's a lot I mean I'm a storyteller more than an artist and uh, I think theatre is a great way to tell stories. Comics are a great way to tell stories, and there's definitely something there that we could do that, can, that combines the two. So panels, so a good panel to you would be something that moves beyond the. This is how you draw. Or yeah. This is how you know getting them to draw, but just bring in different elements. And yeah, I'm all about expression and character interaction, and I think that's something that can be brought out through drama as well. So other than just enjoying doing the panel and that have you been enjoying the day it's nice to be in Cambridge to be honest that's like the and we've been so looked after we've had coffee and biscuits I've been told by one of the uh, the lovely ladies working here that apparently the footfall for them is higher than it would normally be on a Saturday on floor three so that's good to hear for the library it's not been a massively busy event for us as people buying the table uh, but you know it's the first time they've tried it and I like that if, if the library has felt a bigger footfall because we're here then that's really good and hopefully so that means they can do it again as yeah. someone who you know professional so wherever you're going that's your time you'd be, you'd be happy to come along to something like this again yeah no I would I would 
I think we've had a lot of, you know, we say a lot about, uh, especially the smaller events, but you get to talk to a lot of people who you wouldn't normally talk to, which is good. Um, I've sold a few bits and it's not been a big seller, uh, but I think that the panels have all been pretty well attended. I think Laura's was sold out, wasn't it? So, yeah. Um, So compared to your normal audience that you get at events, how would you say it squares off? Well, interestingly, actually, it's harder for me to know what I normally see at comic events now. But actually, even though it hasn't been a massively busy day, I couldn't categorise. The people who've come to my table, male, female, older, younger, who knows, gay, straight, no idea. But there's actually not been one particular type of people. There's been a lot more of a mix than you normally see. Yeah, there has been, actually. I couldn't categorise it. I don't say it's more than I normally see at events. Uh, but I, I guess it's probably on a par with something like the Lakes Festival. That's sort of like where people are interested. They're in the area, they're interested, they come and have a wander around. and So you don't get a specific demographic. Mm. It's the thing I've learned from me just going around at the event. It just seems to be a lot of people who have been on the road along rather than necessarily like a hardcore comics yeah well there was a, a girl a earlier on public. who she actually is a hardcore comics fan but she didn't realise this was on and she was like well I came out into town to buy clothes and then I saw there was a comic thing on so that's and that's a nice thing with having an event right in the middle of town it's hopefully there are comic fans out there we know they're out there we know you're out there um, <laughs> and we can draw them in <laughs> so you got any uh, conventions lined up for the rest of the year? Thought Bubble I've tried to cut down a bit on conventions this year any particular reason? Uh, mostly that, well, <laughs> I'm exhausted and also my work schedule sort of uh, is very busy at the moment. So conventions take it out. I mean, not just the time I'm at the convention, but the sort of trying to catch up with sleep and everything after it as well. Uh, so I've had some crazy. So I didn't do the MCM this year, which felt a bit strange. Well, not in October anyway, but it was like the week after the Lakes Festival. So I, I just couldn't. There was no way. You know. If people want to catch up with what you're doing, what's your website? So emmavicelli.com. Uh, it's V-I-E-C-E-L-I. But luckily my name is weird enough that if you Google something approximating Emma Vicelli, Google will probably help you. Um, catch me on Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, all the usual kind of places. Uh, if you don't find me under Emma Vicelli, I'm probably inky tasty. Cool. And breakscomic.com. So as we wind down, I'm just going to have a quick word from my wife, Laura Wadden, also known as Pink Apple Jam. So Laura, yes, hi. having spent a day trading, how do you think it as an event it went I think it was I think it was a lovely event I thought it was a lovely event it was a lovely event (laughs) agreed it was a lovely event it was a lovely event Um, what made it it for you the friendliness I think I felt very looked after Uh, it's really nice to go to an event via taxi instead of having to take the car or public transport really grateful for that the the location Um, the staff were lovely Oh, so amazing. Looked after so well. So thank you so much, Cambridge Central Library staff, volunteers, visitors, hunters, other traders. It feels like a really nice, big comics family. It was definitely, even though it was a small event, you had the staff um, going out of their way to help people. It was unbelievable. Absolutely lovely. Obviously, um, these are people doing it as part of their job. But it did, you know, that that a benefit. You could, just... you could tell that people had a genuine interest and passion yeah. for either assisting, wanting to learn more, uh, supporting what they already knew about if they were already yeah. a comic reader. It's definitely a bonus to have your staff on the ball if you, you know, helping out and just being present, pleasant when approached. Absolutely, I would do this event in a heartbeat. Yeah. Again. Mm-hmm.
we have no background sound, which means no. either I've been nicked by the library for <laughs> nefarious and, purposes. Well, for drinking and eating <laughs> and, and talking in the library, which is always one of my worst dreams, or I'm talking to people from the library itself about the whole event. And we've got Jenna, and we've got Anne, lady who organised Jenna. Lady yeah, who hello. The whole event. Hello. <laughs> so, what possessed you? Um, I don't know. <laughs> no. Um, so, we just over six months ago, no, set ago now, seven months, CamCon announced that they weren't going to do an event this year because they were planning their two-day one. And I was like, right, okay, so we're a library, we have comic books, there's this whole market that we're not really actively marketing to, let's see what we can do. And then it started off as a massive big thing, so essentially all my ideas were replicating other conventions. Then it turned out that Let the Geek Out and other people like that were doing their own sort of mini versions of that. So, so the CamCon kind of like just told me, well, you can have a convention yeah. And other people went, well, you're not doing one, so... So we're going to do one, yeah. And which, obviously, made me think, because I don't want to just do what everyone else is doing for this. Again, we're a library, we have comic books, we support literacy. Let's just make it about the comic books. Plain and simple. So start getting in contact with artists and things like that. So, like I say, it started off as, like, this massive menagerie of ideas, which slowly focused down to the event that we have today. Yeah, I had... So I, I basically mentioned it to my librarians, and they were like, yeah, that's cool, let's do that. Uh, so I did that, <laughs> and here we are. So is running events in the, in the library something that libraries these days are doing more often? Or? Uh, one would hope. It's certainly something we're having to focus on, I think. We do a lot of events right across the age ranges, so from little babies, right age group plus, and reading groups for older people and for children, so right across the age range. We're doing events in libraries. Is it something that has to come from internally, or if someone turned up and went, I've got an idea for an event, and that you actually thought could work with it, would you be happy with, with, with external groups? Yeah, working? no, yeah. absolutely. So we do as lots of partnership yeah. working, we work with other organisations in the past, um, we've worked with the Cambridge Literature Festival, we work with Bookstart, that's for, for um, young families and uh, children. We've worked with many, many different from groups within the communities and it's great sort of um, sharing ideas and come together with a common idea and put together an event. So if someone had an idea for an event, not necessarily common, or it could be, who would would they get in touch with? Just come and get in touch with us. Just just come in. Just come in. to the library and they'll get signposted on to the most relevant person who can advise them. Even as an example, that what came out of this is... There was an artist who couldn't make it today, but she said, oh, hang on a minute, you've got space to do these things. Can we, like, hire it so we can do our own workshops? And I was like, well, we'd love to do something in conjunction, so I put her in contact with Anne, and we're now doing workshops in conjunction with this particular artist. So even though they couldn't make it today to our event, they've then pitched something, and we've sort of worked out something in between. Yeah, just following all that up. Because it will benefit... All of us, really. So are you looking at this as a regular thing or a one-off? Or there have been chats about, like, there's you know, been comments about future things. This was an experiment. This was the first time we've done something like this, really. So it depended on the success of today, which I think it's been pretty successful. Um, and hopefully all of those people that make those decisions will see the value of it as hopefully. well. Hopefully. I know that a lot, of, a lot of the people I was talking to a lot were just going around. They seem to be really enjoying it, so... Yeah. And we've had a lot of people saying, next time when you do this, and next time when you do that, like, as completely positive 
feedback. Like I say, this was an experiment. It was my first time organizing anything of this scale. And I've had like super duper support um, from all of the librarians and managers and my colleagues as well who've had to put up with me organizing this instead of shelving books. <laughs> as a first time organizer of essentially a, a, a small college, yeah. um, what like the big three things you discovered that you hadn't thought about before? Keep it focused, like don't dream too big. Get a team of people that you're comfortable delegating to. This is my, my worst pitfall is that I suck at delegating jobs. And it's just so much easier when you have a team and when you have all of that support and people that you're comfortable telling what to do as well. So for instance, today I have been telling all of my superiors what to do, <laughs> which has been an interesting experience. And on Monday you will suffer. <laughs> yes. No, no, I won't. Because they're all think, lovely. I think it's also important to get all your stakeholders, people who have got involvement with it, and um, a real will to see that it's all going to be very, very successful and great outcomes and everything. Getting people in the library who we don't normally get in. I think it's just getting everybody so kind of round the table and just everybody agreeing and supporting. So it's really yeah. having key. everyone on the same page. Yeah, getting everybody so, involved. Focus a team. And making sure that everybody, the people that are coming, the people in your team, the people that you're advertising with, are all on the same page about the event. Because if you if you fail at that, then it's just not going. Then your anxiety will take over, and you won't be able to move for a week. <laughs> so it's almost all over. Yeah, it's got a small time going. What surprised you as being the most the best thing about it that you didn't? What was the thing that just made you go, "Oh wow, I really enjoyed that"? I think it's just been the atmosphere, people hanging around all day, even though it's only a small event. Yeah, just just the atmosphere and the chat, and everyone seems to be having just like nice conversations. I don't know. I don't really know what I was expecting. I've only been to like big comic cons mm-hmm. where it's just so busy that you're you're all rammed into such a tight space. But obviously, we've got a much sort of airier, lighter feel than that. So people have just hung about, and that was yeah. that was. That's, that's, really what, nice. that's what struck me as well. So talking to some of the storeholders, how friendly everybody was, how they wanted to chat, and how they felt that people who visited their store were really enthusiastic and passionate about this genre. Um, and that it was a very friendly feel, particularly in the library. And one of the storeholders was telling me about um, Newcastle um, City Libraries holding similar things with the university and how that has really grown very, very big to big events, regular events, and uh, how much they enjoyed it and how friendly it is having it in a library. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. if people want to know when next year's one will now be happening, it doesn't we will come. <laughs> if they want to keep an eye on, on when next year's one will be, what's the best place for them? I would say just follow us on Facebook and Twitter. I know that's the typical thing these days, but it really is. It's the cheapest way for us to get news out there. Uh, I mean, become a member of the library, follow our newsletter, equally the first place where everything's going to... Where would you be on Facebook? Uh, so, it's either Central Library Cambridge... Mm-hmm. Um, or Cambridgeshire Libraries. And the newsletter, where can we start? Uh, when you register for the library, usually a member of staff will say, would you like to receive our promotional material by email? And that essentially just means our newsletter. I presume the Facebook would have the links to the main website. Yes. Yes. Okay. Thank you very much for your time. That's okay. So that was the Cambridge Comics Arts Festival 2015. As you can tell from everything on there, we're very much looking forward to the Cambridge Comics Arts Festival 2016. Keep an eye on their website and on their Facebooks for more news on that. Quick disclosure with regards to people's comments about CamCon. I was part of the CamCon team for a couple of years. It was delightful to hear about people going to an event that I was involved in and that going forth and doing their own event. 
Absolutely brilliant stuff. Lovely to see events encouraging other events. More events are better. And it's also just nice to know that if you are involved in the event, the event stops. It still carries on. People pick up the torch and carry on with it. That is great. Big thing for me from the day, local libraries are up for doing events. If you're in an area that doesn't have a geeky or comic event, get in touch with the library. See if it's something that they want to help run with you. With regards to events up and down the country, if you go to comicconventions.co.uk, they have got a list of events, probably something happening near you. If you know of an event near you that isn't on that list please add it to that list more people know about what's going on the more people can go and see stuff this has been a free broadcast brought to you from raggedyman.net slash on the way to distributed under creative commerce license 4.0 if you enjoyed this podcast then please please share it and don't forget to subscribe at the website raggedyman.net slash on the way to if you have any questions comments queries events you want people to know about then please contact me at raggedyman at gmail.com and i hope to see you next time i'm on the way to a geek event near you